Bill O'Reilly, I'm a guy, you know, I, I don't like just talking about things. It drives me nuts. Um, and when people were frustrated, um, you know, at the Tea Party time, I, I sensed people felt alone and we needed to get together. And I started the 912 Project and we did that thing on the mall in Washington uh, to show that you weren't alone. Um when I was talking to a nun who was in a container uh, uh, in in uh, Iraq, and they were talking about how ISIS was killing all of these Christians, and she was living in a in a, sh- a shipping container in the desert in August, and she said, "People have to know, and we have to save these Christians." I started the Nazarene Fund because I just couldn't sit around and do nothing. On this, Bill, what what do you do? What can I mean? Where do you even start on this? How do we get people to care? Well, I think you have to start with the Republican National Committee, the RNC, and you have to have them build into their platform for the election of 220 that um, the Republican Party stands against this and in a very explicit way. You got to start there. Because then the issue is forefront if Trump runs for re-election or whoever runs against the Democrats, this is always there. You start off every debate, do you believe that a baby should be killed outside the womb? Um, Do you believe that's not infanticide? I mean, and so the Democratic Party is put on the defensive immediately, and then everybody in the country knows that this is a major issue. See, right now, the mainstream media, which controls the information flow in the country, doesn't cover this. We don't see a lot of coverage on television news. And, of course, the New York Times and Washington Post are thrilled that babies are killed. They like that. They want that. Uh, because that, uh, is no, that empowers women. So that empowers women. So they want that. Um, so that's the first thing you do. You've got to look at the RNC. You've got to get behind this. You've got to put in your platform. You've got to make it a presidential issue. You've got to take out ads. Where are the TV ads from the Republican Party on this? Where are they? And the Republicans don't do that. I think commentators like you and me have to let the folks know. Because I don't think the evangelicals are going to be real happy. And the Republicans absolutely need them. And the Roman Catholics, I, I, I don't even know what's going on in my religion. I, I just can't even tell you what's happening. I know they're so frightened about the scandals in the clergy that they, they won't say anything about anything because they're just afraid uh, this is the leadership of the Catholic Church. But rank-and-file Catholics? I mean, are you not outraged? There's 35 million Catholics. Um, not 35% of the population in the United States is Catholic. Oh, look what happens when the Catholic, when the Catholic school in Covington, Kentucky stands up. Look what they do. Look what happens to them. Well, they won, though, in the long run. It was painful to get there. But the Covington situation went the way it should have gone. Um, yeah, but I don't, think that the, the, I don't think that the families felt that they won. I don't think the families felt that, uh, you know. It, well, they did. If I was the and Sandman they, family, I wouldn't feel. Call me. They won. Um, because now the credibility of the media is finished. See, BuzzFeed... That pushed it, and then Covington dropped it over the cliff. I agree. So no, no thinking person can think that the American media is honest anymore. Nobody can do that. That's over. But as, you, but as you often point out, people aren't thinking. No, because they're distracted, because this is a real important point. 
because of the technology in everybody's homes and on everybody's person, it is easy to ignore horrible things on this planet. And that's what's happening. Bill, when you look out towards the future, um, there's a story today about uh, deep fakes and uh, we know what the press, well, I don't know what the press will do. I can only imagine uh, if this is what they do with with when you can verify with video that these things did not happen, that they're reporting and they doubled down. God only knows what they would do with anonymous sources and everything else to stop Donald Trump. Um, do you see do you see anything on the horizon that uh, shows that we are not headed for just one of the worst times in American history politically? I don't know. I have to say I'm apathetic about that in the sense that um, the polls show that Trump's core support holds uh, from about 43 to 45. That, sh- that says that all of the hatred from the media, all of the dishonesty has not shaken 43 to 45 percent of the electorate. That's pretty stunning. I think it's actually he should be down in the twenties. Yeah, where I th- Nancy Pelosi is. I think he um, actually. I he think is. the media has actually helped him in some regard. Well, he's inoculated. Yeah, it's like a flu shot. Yeah. So whatever they yeah. say about him, forty-five percent of the country is going to go. We don't believe it. Yep. yep. All right. So that helps Trump, but Trump has not quite figured out that his presentation about things like abortion, um, about things like the border wall isn't crisp enough. It's not sharp enough. He's still tweeting about stupid stuff. He's got to get more focused in his message. All right, so he has a chance to be reelected. He has a chance to make that message very clear and very crisp. Um, uh, and, and, And I hope he does. I'd love to uh, take a quick break and then come back with Bill O'Reilly and hear what Bill, what you think President uh, Trump should say in the State of the Union, which is next Tuesday. What are the points he must hit? And, uh, and, and, and what do you think he's going to do uh, about these serious, serious issues that we are now facing that nobody, including the mainstream media, seem to want to talk about? More with Bill O'Reilly next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mr. Bill O'Reilly joins us today uh, a day early. He's not able to make it uh, tomorrow, so we wanted to get his view of the uh, events of the week. Nancy Pelosi just said that there isn't going to be any, quote, wall money in the new budget. Uh, Donald Trump is now blaming Paul Ryan for the failure of the border, and 72% uh, people in a new poll say Trump and Congress will fail to reach a border deal. What does that mean for the election after you tell me? What do you think the president should say and do during the State of the Union next Tuesday? All right, but you didn't ask me why I'm not uh, coming on tomorrow and why I had to be there. You didn't You didn't even ask me. Well, I didn't think that affected the American people, you know, the folks. Uh, but it might. <laughs> I have to go to Washington tomorrow. What for? And... Uh, a very secret thing. Well, then why would you bring it up? It's kind of like because if you're going to... I gonna... want to 
If you're going, I want to um, titillate the audience because I'll tell you next week. No, okay. Well, you know, next time you have gum, bring enough for the whole class. Go ahead. Oh man! All right. (laughs) Um, Say the union address. Yes. Um, Number one, it kicks off Donald Trump's re-election campaign, so the speech will be a campaign speech. Number two, expect stunting by the Democrats. You remember when Barack Obama gave a speech, uh, I think it was guy's name was Wilson from North Carolina, he yelled out, liar, remember that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, He got vilified by everybody. Um, I don't think anything that bad is going to happen, but they're going to make faces. Well, the the House, Uh, there is a... There is a House Democrat that did invite one of the illegal immigrants who was fired from the Trump National Golf Course. And the media is going to lap that up. Yes. And remember, Nancy Pelosi sits behind Trump, so you're going to be able to see her throughout the whole speech. Oh, my gosh. Now, I assume there's going to be a lot of... I don't know if she can cut through the Botox to make the faces. Right. I'm not sure. I don't know about that. It's like a solar eclipse. Don't look at it. Yes. Okay. All right. There'll be faces. And then Pence... He sits next to her like a mummy. Mm-hmm. He never makes. Right. <laughs> so he's going to be. Right. You're going to get a lot of that. Okay. Um, and then the speech itself will be a lot of border stuff. And what's going to happen at the border is that in three weeks when they come back and say, no, we can't go deal. Nancy has told us no money and we can't go against Nancy. So there's not going to be any deal. Trump will declare a state of emergency, national security. He'll take funds from the Homeland Security and from the Pentagon, and they'll put up you know, um, some barriers in some places they'll start to build. That's what will happen. You know, in a state of emergency, I don't like, but I don't know why the Department of Homeland Security, which is pretty much run by the president, it's an agency, why they couldn't build a border if the homeland security says it needs to be built i mean well it's the border patrol that basically is the primary source for this and in polling down there the agents themselves say look we really need this um san diego is the best example i mean oh, yeah. tijuana now one of the most violent cities on earth about three thousand homicides a year million and a half population they built a wall a pretty effective wall between tijuana and uh san Ysidro, which is just south of san diego it works and so you're telling me you don't want that barrier there you want uh a, a town that that has gang drug wars every day spilling right over to you is that what you're saying okay but trump has to win in his mind so his supporters will vote for him in 2020, can't say, okay, well, Nancy's not going to give me any money, so I'm just not going to build a wall. That's impossible. So he'll do it. He'll build part of the barrier uh, in places you would assume where uh, they're most effective. And um, I don't really think it, it, during the campaign that that's going to be a big issue. I think it'll go away once Trump declares a state of emergency. Now, you will have the legal stuff. They'll sue right away. Um, in California, get the Ninth Circuit, try to block it. You'll have all that. But Trump will be able to say to his people, look, I did everything I could to get this thing done. And if you don't like Nancy Pelosi, vote her out. Get him out. And that's how it's going to go down. Let me ask you, let me go back to something you said earlier. You said, I don't know what's happening with my church. Um, the Pope came out yesterday and said, I, you know, I don't know who's right or wrong on this Maduro thing in Venezuela. I mean, unless you're an avowed socialist who doesn't mind a dictator or two, it's pretty clear who's right here. 
Um, what side is the Pope on? You're looking at it from a political point of view. You're looking at it from a political point of view where Pope Francis looks at it um, from a social point of view. And um, just real fast, uh, you know, Americans don't care what's going on in Venezuela other than it's another failed socialist state. In South and Central America, ever since Cortez and Pizarro, okay, there's been corruption at the top. And the oligarchs and the rich people have oppressed the poor people. Every country, every place, that's how, and it's to this day. Pope Francis made his mark as a cleric among the poorest in Argentina. He understands the system is corrupt. I mean, we go all the way back to the Perones, which I wrote about in Killing the SS. He understands the politics there are horrible. And so he's devoted his life to trying to help the poor. He believes, Pope Francis, that any regime not run by capitalists who are exploiting the people is to be given the benefit of the doubt, even if it's oppressive and failed like Venezuela. That's where the Pope is coming from. I mean, is that a comfortable place for you to be standing with China, Russia, uh, Turkey, Cuba, and the, the, the Western world is standing up and saying, this guy is, is horrible. You have evidence. Yeah. You see the starvation on the streets. Even if you don't want to take a side on saying, I think, you know, I support the new guy to say to Maduro, uh, your policies have failed. Uh, your people are suffering and, people in your country are asking you to to step down uh, i mean is there nothing he can say it's other than an excellent question but you have to understand that the popes never get involved with those kind of politics even in china uh, uh francis me. francis in that totalitarian regime yeah francis has not condemned it and he's gotten a little bit of freedom for some catholics in china yeah, the, the people them. in china the catholics in china think the pope has sold them out the underground church thinks that he sold them out he sure, gave it, because he's not being militant but they never do in the vatican they never john do. In the third right paul. they made a deal with hitler john roll paul. Us over john what? paul isn't John okay, Paul that was an exception? That's that's a good exception. <laughs> a that great exception. exception. Yes, he was a nationalist. He was a Polish nationalist. Okay, and he knew that communism had, uh, communism had uh, murdered his nation. So John Paul was a Polish nationalist. Yeah, but but and but, he but, came but, in and 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 he used the authority of the church to undermine the communism. That's a very good exception. But most of these other popes, they just don't want it. And and that's why you haven't seen Francis say anything about what's going on in the United States. I mean, if I were the Pope and you were the Pope, I mean, we could have never. I mean, I that's ridiculous. I'm I'm, I'm on not your part. nearly on your qualified. Part. Right, right. But I mean, he should have said, "This is horrible. You can't do this." And Andrew Cuomo, um, you know, the Pope has the power to excommunicate him. Would I have done that if I were Pope? Probably not. But certainly would deny him communion. Certainly. Um, so, you know, they don't want to get involved in this uh, political uh, back and forth. You're correct. Venezuela is harming the people that live there. Three million of them have fled. But Francis is just going to play the tap dance game. 
that's what he's going to do. Bill, he does seem to be very willing to get involved when it comes to something like global warming and the politics of that. Because it's generic. It's generic. I mean, he goes out and goes, yeah, the planet was created by God, and we got to be good to the planet, and we got to be nice to it. He okay? thinks it, yeah, but he comes out, it's not generic to say capitalism is bad. He hasn't really said capitalism is bad. I haven't seen that. He believes that uh, most of the oppression in South and Central America comes from corrupt capitalism. That's what right. he believes. So that's why corruption is bad. Because corruption yeah, happens I mean, not, in, in both socialism, communism, and, and capitalism. I'm explaining right. him. All right. I'm all not right. defending him. I don't think you didn't need to lose your temper with us. I mean, I think it's, I never lose my temper back. I, 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 <laughs> I, I want to bring passion to the debate well, and to the enlightenment that you are spreading throughout the country. I do not think that's what America heard. They heard a, a guy who we've seen the video of you long time ago blowing your stack. I mean, hey, that happens more than uh, I'd like to admit, but not on your program. <laughs> we'll do it live. All right, Bill. OK. Yeah. All right. I get it. I get it. I know. Bill, thank um, you. Did Stu say at the beginning of this uh, conversation that he was not happy I was on today? Did I, I hear that correctly? I, oh, boy. Oh, um, oh, boy. I'm always happy that you're here, Bill. I was just having a little <laughs> bit of fun. I promise. As you know. As All right, Stu. I'm, hey, the, one, I'm the one always bringing up uh, killing the SS. I'm yeah, the one okay. always bringing up Bill, BillOReilly.com. You know Beck never does that for you. I'm the guy who read it. No, he does, and he's so jealous. And I was on with Beck on uh, the Blaze the other night. I know you were. Um, and, yeah, and I, I invite you, and you never and, invite uh, me on your bowling. thing. Okay, what's the deal yeah, with bowling? You and to be bowling. on BillOReilly.com, Beck, and you're never showing up. I mean, what's going on? What's the Come deal? On, we need to get you on there. What's the but deal? Anyway, I had a good time on the Blaze with uh, Bowling and Beck. Um, they both uh, need better makeup artists. Hang on. <laughs> I just need to look I, at them both. I just want to they cause some trouble. They have hair going on. Beck is like all white, and Bowling has got this kind of like um, Michael Douglas in Wall Street look going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back there. But I hear um, uh, what I hear. This is hurting, but I enjoyed it. This is what I hear, and I don't have anything to back this up other than the whispers of people that, that say they know that you really don't like Eric Bowling. <laughs> there is just... I like Bowling. I'm just uh, confused by his uh, by his grooming. Yeah. I, I like him. All right. Bill, it's good to talk to you. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, killing... right, thanks for having me early. I appreciate it, guys. You Go bet. to BillOReilly.com, and we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks, uh, killing the SS, uh, his latest book, and you can find him at BillOReilly.com. That's BillOReilly.com. 